I think we're ready uh, to lay this first track down. One, two, three, four. Put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except once my pants are on, I make gold records. Babies, before we're done here, y'all be wearing gold-plated diapers. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Let's Be Honest podcast. Uh, hey, we're excited that you're joining us today. We're week two of coronavirus quarantine, shutdown, social distancing. Uh, hopefully, you are taking all the right precautions, but we're glad that we can invade your space uh, through the podcast today. And so, whether you're hiding from your kids, hiding from your parents, skipping work, uh, whatever you're doing to listen, we're glad, glad you're with us today um, as we go through another interview today with our buddy Dusty Bratzler, uh, youth minister, youth ministry uh, network coordinator, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Dusty going through the Honest Eight, and uh, we know that you will enjoy it as well. Hopefully, you are doing good out there. Look for some posts on our social media Make sure you're sharing this. Uh, if you're enjoying these at all, uh, share them with your friends. Give us give us some uh, some advertisement on social networks, things like that. Uh, make make our links available. Just because we got to do something to pass time during all this. So if we can share some good content, make you laugh, just take your mind off of of all the uh, things that are adjusting and changing on a daily basis. We want to do that and just enjoy some time together. So with no further ado, here is our buddy Dusty going through The Honest Eight. Enjoy it. So with us today is one of my good buddies here in in the ministry streets here in Tulsa, uh, Dusty Bratzler. Yeah, well, I'm so stoked to be here. The ministry streets. <laughs> ministry streets, I was thinking like <laughs> that. That's, that's pretty intense. Yeah, that's, the, that's a new one. But what, what have you guys been doing? We should totally <laughs> own that. Sharks in the Jets. Serving, and they're clapping. Serving the kingdom. And, yeah, <laughs> <running> <laughs> Sharks in the Jets. Yeah. Running these streets. Uh, <laughs> no, we appreciate you being here with us. We're glad. Glad you took some time out from your busy streets and, uh, yeah. and helping us out here today. So. Yeah. Oh, really good. We, yeah, miss yeah. we miss Logan. We miss Logan on the podcast. Law Dog. Yeah. It's I not, call him Law It's dog. never boring. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Sorry. Dusty's here with us. Yes. Tell us about yourself, Dusty. Tell us, okay. tell us where you're at, yeah. uh, family, all that sort of thing. Yeah, my name's again, Dusty Bratzler. I'm a, uh, I'm a family pastor at a church in, in Bixby, Oklahoma. Uh, called the, the Crossing at BCC. I also uh, am a regional coordinator for the National Network of Youth Ministries. So when we talk about ministry streets, I'm I'm multiple streets. Um, they just happen to run parallel to one another. More interstate. Yes. Yeah. Interstate yeah. Highway. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Progress beyond the streets. There you go. I wish I this wasn't is, as fast. This is a nightmare. <laughs> 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 You're this, in it now. That's awesome. No. So uh, basically what that means is uh, I oversee at our church, I oversee everything from from birth to college, um, and then and with the with the with the wider scope, with a nonprofit, um, I get to basically serve youth pastors um, in the areas of Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas. You met a lot of people then. I meet quite a few people, yeah, and uh, it's sometimes it's hard to keep them all separated. But you know, you go to conferences and you get to kind of see some people, and uh, like like Logan himself, you know, getting to do this job, getting to meet Logan, but then. Also get to take Logan to some, uh, you know, a conference, you know, and, and uh, getting to hang out with him there and on a, on a bigger scope and get him to introduce him to some people 
that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten to do if I was just inside of uh, four walls of a church. That's also my my heart is I I've done National Network of Youth Ministries for three years. Um, just this last November took this position. Um, uh, so I've been running outside, running the streets outside of the church walls for a long longer than I've probably been running the streets on the inside yeah. of the church walls. So you yeah. enjoying it, I guess, so far. No, I'm so. loving. I'm, man, honestly, I feel like I'm finally fulfilling what I was called to do. Um, my wife was the one that was like, because I was like, man, that's two full time jobs, and she was like, if anybody has capacity to do so, it'd be you. And so when your wife can speak that much confidence into yeah. you, and then yeah. it's like. Well, you know, and I'm starting to stress out about stuff. I'm like, well, hey, you told me, you know, what I mean? yeah, right, you said. Right. and so it's like the ultimate get out of jail free card. Hundred percent. This was I'm in here because of you. So how, how did you get? How did you get into the youth ministry thing? What yeah. what led you to that point? Yeah. So I grew up pastor's kid, and I was 100 percent the typical stereotype. Uh, I lived that double life of you know I didn't I didn't want. I, you know, I didn't want to be the known as the kid that would walk in and be like, oh, look, there's the pastor's kid. You got to be quiet. I was like, no, you know, let's, let's flip some tables. You know what I mean? Like, let's, <laughs> let's burn this down. You know, that was, <laughs> that was I, I lived that. Uh, I lived that life. And, man, I've had to graciously apologize to my father for how many countless, uh, I can't imagine the countless staff meetings he had to probably sit in and ask for <laughs> forgiveness so he didn't get fired. Um, That's going to be the clip we'll use for promo. <laughs> there you go. Use that one. Uh, so anyway, no, I I grew up just in the church. Um, basically, again, ran from ran from it. Um, I feel like I ran harder from it because of of the the house I grew up in. Um, went to play football, Missouri Southern State University. Went to college, you know, and I was like, you know, I want to be my own man. I'm going to do my own thing, and kind of got caught up in just just the just the college lifestyle and. Um, I'll never forget my dad actually just showing up and he was just like, I felt like God told me I needed to drive two hours to see you. And I was in the midst of some just crazy stuff in my life. And, and it just, that moment I was like, man, my, my faith needs to be my own and started owning that, started serving in church again. And, uh, I basically got played it. So if, I'm sorry, Joe and Jen, if you ever hear this, but I basically feel like I got played. Uh, oh, okay. like, <laughs> let's, hear it. let's hear about it. Uh, because, you know, I it mean. It just got interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they're great people. And they gave me, they, they basically let me and my, my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, she's, you know, I'm 6'3", you know, 240. She's uh, six foot not, you know. And so she's <laughs> like, uh, you know, we're these, these two ginormous human beings and we're just asking, can we serve in your youth ministry? And I felt like they are like hit the jackpot. They're like two college athletes want to serve at our youth ministry. Yes. Um, and so basically we, people just flocked to, to, to the youth group, I think, yeah. because they wanted to be around college athletes. And uh, so that's why I say, I feel like I got played. Like, I didn't see it at the time, but now as a youth pastor, I'm like, uh-huh. Called, where's all these college yeah, athletes I at? See, I see what you, <laughs> did, I see what you did there. Like so. to place an order for two of those, please. Yes. You know, yes. backing up, you were telling, you know, you were talking about how you ran pretty hard in the other direction. Yeah. That seems to be a common theme that we've come across with people that yeah. end up in ministry. Is yeah. before it's it's a little bit of my story as well. Before yeah. before I got to this point, there was a little while running pretty hard in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. So that that seems to be a really common theme. Well, and I think I think honestly, I don't know where. I, I probably should have done my homework on what, what I could say and what I say in this, these podcasts. But You like, should just shoot from the hip. Okay, cool. Shoot let's be honest. Hip. So you, yeah, as long honest. as it's honest, so we're good. To be honest, I truly think that that people that, that run from ministry that end up there probably, probably have, a, to me, a bigger impact because they've 
they've lived. Now, I don't say that to say, like, if you hear this, they go like, well, I'm just going to go live my life and do yeah. ministry 20 years yeah. from now. Like, listen, <laughs> if I could go back and redo those things, I wish I wouldn't have put Sometimes myself. Sometimes you yeah. might not make it out alive. Yeah, That's I, not a yeah. Great idea. I mean, that was like, that was by the grace of God that I yeah. got out. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I tell that to students now is like, just because I have a crazy story doesn't mean that you should go look for one. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that. I think it's different than someone just going like, "Hey, I just want to, you know, I'm gonna stay stick stick super tight to the straight and narrow." And you know, I, and then when the kid shows up to their youth group and go, "Hey, man, I'm struggling with this," and like, I don't know what that's like. So, uh, good yeah. luck. You yeah. know, what I mean, I, that, there is yeah. that to your benefit. God, yeah. God can totally use yeah. and redeem that. And so I'm I'm blessed by that. But yeah, so. Yeah. So what were you going to school for? Oh, good question. So it was not ministry. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I gathered. I, I gathered no, that. Not yeah. uh, I, I basically walked in, and my advisor was like, what do you want to do? And I said, um, I just want to coach football. And she's like, you'll be a history teacher. And um, <laughs> did one semester of history. And if you're a history teacher you and you hear this, you are an amazing Amazing person because I lasted one semester and I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my entire life. You can't do it. And I was out. Yeah. And so honestly, I went back and I called some some former teachers of mine. Um, and I had served a lot in the Special ed, special Olympics and Special Ed program back in when I was in high school um, at Bixby. And honestly, I just said, hey, is it if I really wanted to coach football, could I still coach football and be a special education teacher? Because I'd never seen that, yeah. that, that duo. And and her response to me is, Dusty, you being a male and a special education teacher and a football coach, you'll be the number one draft pick. And and she in four years or four or five years later, whatever I graduated, um, yeah, I literally was doing my student teaching and getting ready for the draft. I, getting ready for the draft. <laughs> the draft was coming the, up. The draft of yeah, that's a different story. Got into the, into the 2010 draft. As like the '86 linebacker out of like 250. Really? Um, yeah. I sometimes look back and I'm like, did I? Why did I not go like pursue that? Well, I also didn't have money, so <laughs> uh, nobody's willing to support that. And so, um, yeah, I was basically doing my student teaching, uh, you know, at the school at, at one of the schools that was next to the college, and had a connection there. Started coaching football, um, and they were just like, hey, we'll give you a here's a, here's a check. Uh, which was against the rules of the university. So I went to the dean. I'm like, listen, everyone's taking money. I'm not going to take it inappropriately. Yeah. I yeah. think you should change the rule. And they changed the rule. And so Good I was, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting paid and, uh, and it was great. And I was like, well, isn't your point as a, as the dean is for students to graduate from here and get jobs? Like, yeah. That's what we're trying to do, and and he was like, "Yeah, you're right." And so, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? That may actually be a thing. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think, isn't that isn't that a goal of yours? You know. And so, anyway, I basically they said they, they had me sign a letter of intent a year before I graduated, saying that I wouldn't I wouldn't pursue any other teaching jobs except that one. And I said, "So National Signing Day." Yeah, right. National Signing Day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I told my wife, I said, "Babe, this is the only chance I'm going to ever get to be a first round draft pick." <laughs> um, and so anyway, yeah, I taught, taught for five years, three years at that district, two years in Arkansas, um, taught special education, middle school, special, special education, loved every single minute of it. Honestly, could have probably done that the rest of my life and retired and been completely happy. Um, but just during that process, I was doing bivocational ministry and in Arkansas, kind of, I just felt like God was saying to me. I really want you to network, uh, which actually came out of a funny conversation with my wife who I said, babe, I think I'm ready for full-time ministry. And she literally, with doing the dishes, said, no, you're not. And I said, excuse me? And she said, you heard me. And I was like, hold the baby. I got go, to go to the room. And I was furious. I'm like, why would she say that about me? And, and God started to work on my heart. And I actually said this to God. I'll never forget. I said, God, if she's wrong, fix her heart. 
because um, she she need, you need to fix her heart. But I said, <laughs> but if it is my heart that needs to be changed, fix mine. And God clearly said it's yours. And oh wow! You're, you're, okay. And God completely showed me that I was out of the wrong, that I was not ready for full time ministry like I thought. And uh, you I know started, that's being a good spouse from your wife. Oh man, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean. Yeah. It really is. I'll well, let, and Lisa's never wrong. So. Yes, I'll let her listen to that because I'm not going to say that. Well, often. here's here's what's interesting to me. Think about how many guests we've had, and somewhere in their story, the the spouse plays an enormous role yeah. in in yeah. their spiritual journey. Yeah. E- yeah. Even you know, I think like John, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the girls or or his wife playing a role, you know. God's made us that way, right? Yeah. He's wired us to have. We need that community because we get it in our own head. We get you know so focused yeah. and ambitious that sometimes we're not seeing the obvious. But to have have a wife in your case that that speaks both encouragement and life. Hey, let's you go do that. Yeah. Or nope, you're not quite ready. Yeah. And humbles us and keeps us the in people place. People that love you. That's an amazing yeah. thing so that God does for us. It was it was like you used the word humble. Hundred percent. I literally went inside the room. And I just started giving God my resume. Like, you know, like he didn't know it. And I'm like, you know, I've done this. I've, take, I've taken trips out of the country. I've, I've started this ministry. I've done this. I've done this. And God was like, none of that really matters for me. And I was like, then what does? At this, You know, like if this isn't it, then what is it? And, I, and literally the only word that I kept on coming back to was networking. And, and it, like truthfully, that has to be a God thing. Or like, because I mean, I've never heard networking in the scope of... Yeah. Yeah. church or ministry yeah which is an important thing right and so i'm like what does that even mean and, yeah. and he was just like i just want you to go it was my no lie it was three weeks left in my summer summer break so i'm trying to stay sane right because like all <laughs> my depression starting to set in because school's yeah. gonna start and so like god was just saying go talk to all the churches in your area and i'm like i was a church plan at the time I'm like god yeah. they, these people that you want me to go talk to have 40 people on staff we got 40 people at our church yeah. i'm not gonna look like an idiot and he goes and no lie no lie it was like he clearly said you asked me, so I told you. And so I'm like, <sighs> so I showed up. <laughs> the, next, the next day, I showed up at a guy's door, knocked on the door. He, he happened, I happened to know his receptionist. It was wild. I walked in. She's like, hey. I was like, hi. You know, and I had <laughs> met her just randomly. And she goes, are you here to see our youth pastor? I said, yeah. And she's like, just come on. Literally got sitting down there. He's like, he's like, go ahead, start talking. So we start talking about 30 minutes in, no lie. He was just like, I've heard enough. And in that moment, I'm going, Oh my God, I was humble enough by my wife. I don't need like this stranger <laughs> yeah. to humble yeah. me. And he was just, just like, crumbling inside. Yeah, the guy was just like, honestly, he's like, man, can I just be honest with you? He said, you, you're, you really have a heart for networking. And I, I had not mentioned what God had told me the day yeah. before. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, there's a ministry called National Network of Youth Ministry, and I think you should look into it. And he had just happened to be in a network. And he, but he had, he had known the guy that was running it. No lie. The guy that was running that I took the, his job, the guy was actually my neighbor. <laughs> really? And so he sends me this text like, Hey, if you're really interested about ta- taking my job, come get this book. I put his address in. He's literally like four da- houses down. <laughs> I literally walked down the street and pick up this book. And he's like, where are you? Where's your car? I was like, dude, I live right there. And he, like, I just like point down the street. I totally, totally walked. Yeah. I totally walked here. And he goes, he goes and he goes, not going to get super spiritual on you, but how long have you lived in that house? I said, two years. He's like, no lie. For two years, I've been praying for someone to take my job. Really? And so God had like literally orchestrated this. Like, that's a great here. story. Dude, yeah. So like, this is, so you asked how yeah. I got here. That's a long way around, but I'm, that's no. how I'm So you mentioned networking. Yeah. So I have gone, networking can be tough. It can. In the church world, especially. Oh, man. I'm sure it is in the business world, you know, yeah. but in, I think in the church world. think it's one of your world, questions. Because I've gone, <laughs> oh, okay. So, I've, you know, I've gone around trying to talk to uh, different churches about getting together to do a worship night. 
Lots of apprehension, which is was weird to me, but yeah. it seems to be a thing. So uh, you run yeah. into a little bit of uh, difficulties here and there with that? Or? Oh, yeah. So okay. how safely can I put this? Um, I think, truthfully, when I was like actually pursuing this job, I remember telling somebody, I was in, I was in Orlando, Florida for, for training, and every, I was telling this guy about my ministry, and he's like, that sounds amazing. You're going to be great at it. Like, I mean, really affirming. He's like, but where are you doing it? I literally named my <laughs> states, and he goes, ooh. <laughs> no lie. He, he was from the West Coast, right? And he was like, he's like, this thing would thrive in the West Coast yeah. or in the East Coast because he said, on the West and the East Coast, like, they're just struggling to survive yeah. the ministry there. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, like, very, very hard because some like the big cities in the east and west coast and he goes like but in the bible belt he said good luck and i was like and in that moment i was already too late i'd already resigned from teaching he's so right well i know and i was a complete stranger and i was like oh i'd already resigned from teaching i mean in that process no lie guys i've res- i've resigned twice without without a, without going a next position and just knowing that god was going to fulfill yeah. it and yeah. so uh, i had i did not had no context of what this job was i had a stranger telling me that i was called to do this and i was like let's do it <laughs> um and I, I was blessed to have a spouse at yeah. home that could when i actually would explain it to her she was like wow yeah i could see that yeah so anyway <clears throat> yeah so i mean i i to answer your question 100 percent, i think one of i think one of my one of these questions will probably tie back into into some of that that struggle mm-hmm. um but I think a lot of it, and I've talked to Logan about this multiple times, I think a lot of it just comes down with with a, a, a fear or or these these barriers that we have built up, like not like blatantly or intentionally. We've just kind of done it over years and generations, and all of a sudden now when someone comes in that's completely countercultural going, wait, you want big churches, small churches, all denominations to come hang out together. Like, what's the catch? And like, I had one guy in our network, mm-hmm. shout out to Christian Kent from Riverview Baptist Church. He was like, literally said, uh, Dusty, after six months, he said, Dusty, I'm going to apologize. I said, why? He's like, it took me six months to realize that you were legit and that there was no catch to this. And yeah. I said, well, I appreciate that, but I don't have six months to spend with every youth pastor. Yeah. I need to know how to fix that. <laughs> yeah. And so he gave me a lot of good insight that yeah. I just yeah. wasn't seeing. Um, and so it's great. And I appreciate that he would be able to be bold enough to say that. But It has but yeah. been really interesting. Like Dusty's a part of the network of youth pastors here in Tulsa and uh, helped start that and, and grow it. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, we've got 30 or so youth pastors that come regularly. I mean, 20 definitely every time. Right. And yeah. then like around 30 that like oh, in, sure. over the course of a couple months, you know, we'll yeah. catch 30 or so of them. It's been awesome. Uh, but it is crazy to like, there's still so much nervousness about churches getting together. And yeah. it, it, I don't know why there's so many it's competition, walls, but there's so many. Walls. Me and you are going to have, we're going to have a talk after this. Yes. <laughs> yes. You were going to, you were going to help me out, please. Yeah. Let's no, 100%. 100%. Okay. Uh, and I, I live in that world and I think that, you know, I think we, unity is a big word. Yeah. I think it's a hot button right now. In our, in it's our, thrown around loosely. Our, yeah. In our society and <laughs> our culture and our. When our country's at, and I, I honestly think that now I've, I wrote a blog, uh, a blog on this, um, that was just like tarnishing the, the, the word unity, and it was because I had started seeing how many times I've gone into people's, and people will realize how many youth pastors I'm connected to or whatever, and like we want to do this unity event, and I, I would get so bought in and realizing this is not unity at all, like. <laughs> You just started inviting all of us to come to your thing, yeah. and so like I started having to prove, prove to me that it is where show me the unity, and I'll actually 
I'll buy in if it is. And and that was my heart was that I think there's a difference between uh, being invited and included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we just got done with the weekend. Yep. And that was all inclusive. All these these six or seven churches that were involved, hundreds of students, everybody at that table knew every decision that was being played. Everybody was on stage. Nobody was like, you know, hype, like no one's hyping themselves up. Like it was legit unity. And I, I'll get behind that in every aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's all inclusive, not, yep. hey, this yeah. is my thing. Come on. That's what you think. I was trying to steal your kids the whole time. Well, <laughs> Well, that's a different conversation. <laughs> anyway, so Dusty, what's the uh, what's the craziest thing that you've ever seen in your line of work? Like, I don't know, you've been in a few jobs, yeah, you know, teaching you've seen or stuff. ministry. I think, but is like, the what's question. just give me their funniest story, the craziest story that comes to mind? Oh man, uh, for let's go off like just teaching first. I remember back when I mean, I hate to say it, like, but the security in schools has has gone up in the last I think what a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, considerably and, and considerably and I remember being one of the only males in a building and that was just like I remember having that conversation with my wife like if you hear on the news or the radio that our school is locked down no I'm not coming home because you know if I if I come home that means I took down the dude or whoever would have had the weapon um, that was just my stance on all of that and uh, I'll never forget student comes running in I'm in a middle school teacher <laughs> student comes running in he's like there's a there's a there's a man outside the building and I don't even I don't even think twice. I look at the teacher next to me and like radio the office, and I just bolt the door. And I run out the door, and me and I grab a football coach on my way out. I'm like, you go this way, I go this way, and we start to come up, and I'm we're about to spear this dude from both sides. <laughs> and he <laughs> he jumps and he throws, he's like, ah, and he's like he throws up a bag of food, and he's like, I'm just bringing food to my my, my wife. <laughs> and I mean, like, I and I I mean, the, but the way the girl uh, came in, I don't know yeah. if like he said hi to her and just like it creeped him out because yeah. she'd never seen him. It was a substitute. Yeah. So I mean it was like someone that wasn't on our campus that often. Is fantastic. So, I mean, literally, I he, mean. he looked around and he two big football coaches were coming out, and he's like, he looks around and he goes, Oh, I was about to, I was about to get worked over, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was like 100, percent but like I had to go buy them food because I completely ruined her lunch. Listen, <laughs> as a husband who takes his teacher wife lunch from time to yes. time, my head's gonna be on a swivel now. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm, swivel. Yeah. I'm always looking now. Yeah. No, I mean that's I, well, you were yeah. a pretty recent football player at the I, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean I was actually terrifying. still in better shape at that point. Yeah, so. that would have been so funny. Good, good, yeah. good form tackle. Good form tackle. We would have just ended it right there. What, over, what over about some, in the, some fries? What about in your ministry? Oof. Uh, I think the most, the craziest thing I think that's ever happened is, um, okay, so I was, I, I, I was asked to speak. <laughs> so much hesitancy. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm like processing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. will hear this? Um, Doesn't matter. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, cool. There's no, um, there's no rules. <laughs> first off, I apologize if anybody hears this and I offend you. Um, we'll edit that out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I think one time I got asked I got asked to speak somewhere and you know I showed up and uh, I, I showed up it was a camp you know I'm like I want to be no nah, man you can do it uh, so I get asked to come speak at this camp and uh, I, I go I go down there I'm, I'm hanging out the camp oh my gosh I love this camp so much I, this is so terrible I, I'm hanging out this camp and I don't know really know what to expect because. This was like my first time to do something like this. And so I get in there and they're like, okay, well, we're going to actually have you go to cabin to cabin. So when I start going to cabin to cabin, all of these youth pastors have this like look on their face, like, 
why are you coming to our cabin to preach to our kids? I I didn't. I was like, I don't know either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this yeah. is they brought me here and this put yeah. me in your cabin to start preaching to your kids. Um, and so I had one one youth pastor finally sit me down for breakfast and he just goes, "Okay, so what is your deal?" And I <laughs> and I remember going, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Why are you here?" I said. You know what I mean? like, and he was like, he was like, are you, he was like, oh my gosh, he's like, are you in ministry at all? I was like, I, 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 in my mind, I wanted to be like, no, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a homeless guy. I'm just a homeless guy. You were feeding me breakfast, you know? I, oh my gosh. So, I mean, me and him are great friends now, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it was uh, hilarious because like, I, like I said, I could read the skepticisms on all of these youth <laughs> pastors. Like, like, why is this guy in here? And that was after they've asked me to come back multiple years now. And so now it's like I, the same churches come. And so it's it's a lot less skepticism, but they're yeah. still kind of like, what are you doing here? You so know? wait, so wait, I've got to know. So the person that sent you to the cabins, yeah, no, did they ever have a good explanation of why they were they, doing that? They didn't set anybody up. Like, I, they brought me in. and, <laughs> and they really poor man. <laughs> like, well, the first, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> So I will talk after. Um, so so the thing was, the first year I came, uh, I, they were just kind of like, just do whatever you want. And I'm like, what, I don't know, what does that mean? You know, and, and they because they knew what I did with youth pastors and they knew yeah. that all the youth pastors were there and they're like, it's going to be great for our camp if you'll just come and hang out with our youth pastors. So after the first camp, I, I can talk to a brick wall. So I just walk up to all these youth pastors on the spot and be like, hey, what's up? Where are you at? And I start talking to them, asking them, like, how's your marriage? And, like, who the heck are you? Uh, and so, like, I'm like, this is what I do. Um, well, then they expanded that the next year. It's just something I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. guy that asks questions. Yeah, yeah. So that I, it expanded the second year, and that's when they started putting me in cabins. But they were like, wait, the guy, the random guy that was, like, asking, now he's here. Like, Should I call security? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, call security. I just got done hanging out with him. Because um, that's what I learned, right? You, you go and meet security and secretaries. Those are the ones you want to know. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I mean, that was, they, they didn't really set anything up. Finally on the, the I think the second time, the because it's two weeks, on the finally I got to go and they were like, hey, we're going to let you, when we do the rules, we're going to let you introduce yourself. I'm like, thank you. There we go. Thank you. You know, but they, they would always let me come up and speak, like do the opening prayer of the camp, which is great, but no one's paying attention. Yeah. No. Like, no one's paying attention no. to the very first guy that walks up on stage. They're paying attention to the second guy that walks up on stage. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. The third person <laughs> tops. Third, yeah. So anyway. No, no. Oh, that's good. Well, listen, I, one of the things that interests me about what you do is you're kind of all over. You're in all these different churches, um, different backgrounds, different denominations, different everything. So of all your many travels, what would you say is one of the best things you've ever seen any church do? Man, honestly, I mean to to plug to plug what we did with the weekend. I think is is per se like I mean that was great. I, anything I want to see something like that. But I think outside of that, um, I, there was a there was a camp out uh, in Ottawa, Kansas, um, on college campus. They would bring all the youth ministry in, in in that kind of rural area. I mean, it's like most of these people are just volunteer yeah. lay people. Um, so that when they, when someone's like, Hey, we're going to open our doors at this college university. And I was a little skeptical cause I was like, is this just like to hype the college? And, right. like, and they didn't, honestly, they did not pitch the college one time, which was great. Um, but they asked me to come up and what they did is they like, we don't want you to be the keynote. We want you to go find every, all the speakers. And I'm oh, like, okay. great. So what was, what was really cool about it is like, they, they said, we heard about what you do. And what we want is we want training for our youth, our lay people, our, our, our youth pastors who just don't, don't know. Yeah. You know, like, don't know what they're doing. And so would you, no, that's the refrain. 
they don't have as much training or the time to go right. pursue sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. that other people that other people do. And so, because um, I don't want to disrespect them because they no, work, they work yeah. harder than probably anybody else. Um, and so, anyway, uh, I got to it was great. I got to go pull from all the networks that I know, and and they they you know I got to sit with them and pick pick, pick topics. And, and side note, at that at that thing, one of the topics was you know hacking to be homosexual out in the church, and they wanted me to come into this rural area. And so I thank God I found a speaker who has dealt with that in his ministry yeah. and has walked through that really well. He was going to come back down on me the week before, oh, and no. my pastor pulled the card on me. He did. Back he backed out. out. So he's like, oh. "My pastor pulled the card. I can't come." Well, I call the people, and they're like, "Well, we still want we everyone has signed up for that class. Yeah. Like they want that training." And I was like, "Okay," and like, "Can you do it?" And I'm like, "So I'm like, sure." You know, <laughs> and so I call him like, listen, send me all of your stuff. And I mean, I grew up, my, my dad was a head of counseling too. Which um, is a fair question to ask. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my dad was a head of counseling. So I've, I've watched him kind of, you know, lead people through, through this lifestyle. And, and so anyway, I get up there and I tell my wife, they, what they did when they got on the spot, they were like, Hey, since everyone signed up for this, we're actually going to cancel all of them, all of the night sessions. And we're just going to push every lay person in there to listen oh, wow. to you. So there's like 50 Volunteers and, and, and youth workers in this room, and so I this remember, got stepped up a notch. Yeah, so I and, then, and so I had to go speak to these people, and I call my wife I'm like, "Hey, I don't, I don't know if I'll make it out alive." You know, like, <laughs> I, like you know, and I mean, like the American Baptist Association was there. Like, yeah. we wanted to, like all of them. They showed up when they heard that this was going to be a topic. Like, their their heads of state because not something churches really lean into talking right. about a ton. So yeah, yeah they get yeah. they there get some a, strong feelings. They get somebody yes. on there. That everybody is curious what's yes. going to be said. And so I was like, you know, I was like, all right, let's have this conversation. And so I actually had to preface everything I said before I said it to the American Baptist Association people that were up top, um, which is great. I'm glad I'm glad it did. Actually, it gave me a trial run through it. Yeah, um, and, and we we all saw we all saw the same points and, and same sides of everything, and so. Um, but it, that was an interesting, very yeah. interesting. I yeah. could probably say one of the craziest things. Another one of the craziest things yeah. is, 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 is one of those. But so. how cool that somebody in the planning of, of that camp and that environment was, was aware enough of the volunteers and the bivocational <laughs> folks they had there yeah. that they wanted to invest training into them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's because yeah. you could have very easily just, oh, no, it's camp for kids or for whatever. Yeah. But to invest in the in the adults, you know, there I've never heard is, of that. Uh, actually, no, that's that. a yeah, really so cool, really cool concept. It's actually not done a lot, and so I've I, because it it really went really well. I mean, we had three. I brought three or four youth, other youth pastors that spoke on to these other lay people, yeah. and so now I've actually pitched that to a lot of people who who are looking to do something. And I'm like, how great is it to to feed into? You're feeding into these students, but the truth is. The students go home, and if you're not really feeding into the youth pastors either, or the people that are serving them, then you're kind of doing everyone a disservice. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very so cool. on the flip side of that coin, so oh, no. there's there's a flip side. There is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear how you feel about the good things that churches do, but I want to know what are some of the pet peeves you have when you go to around the country and you visit these other churches? Like, what do they do that drives you crazy? Oh. Or what's one of the things when you walk into a church, you're like, oh man. Like this again? Yeah. Or like, what is that? Have what, you what ever had one that says God needs you to vote Republican? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's in Philippians chapter seven. Yes, <laughs> the answer is yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew that that was gonna be the answer. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, it's okay. very yeah. I've been in very very political states, but um, I think I think like a, a pet peeve of mine is. Uh, you know, walking in and well, the the first. Let me make sure. 
the the bit the biggest pet peeve of mine is when I talk to somebody about what I do. I, talking about the nonprofit, and people will like to my face if they if if they'll be bold enough to say it to my face. So I go, that's not that's that's unbiblical. And I've had churches, yeah, I've had churches be like I don't think that that y'all. I have the email saved to this day. Where can, can you read it? I I, I, I can quote it. Okay. So like literally, because I it, it floored me that I I mean he literally said. I don't believe, and I won't say the place, but he's like, I don't believe that this is good for our, um, our city, and our area because uh, it's just not it's it's not biblical for us to to meet and, and and we'll we'll just stay on Facebook and we'll continue just to be be uh, nice to each other from a distance. But I don't yeah. know if it's I don't think we should actually be in the same room together. And I was like, is this for real? Like I forwarded it. Was to that our, the, was there any rationale? So. Yes, uh, he. I, I. You know, my my honest response. I had a I had an email typed up with scripture, and I was like, "Well, we're gonna get this thing lined out." <laughs> um, but I was like, I, I, then I deleted it, uh, and I responded. Probably, probably smart. <laughs> I responded with a two sentences, basically saying, um, "Thank you so much for your honesty. Uh, I would love to still buy you coffee and hear more about why why that's something that like helped me understand your the culture of your city and why that that would be a thing. Yeah. Good on you. And then he said, we can have coffee over the phone. Yes. I don't want to be in the same room. <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, can you just send me a Starbucks gift card? And that would be enough. <laughs> um, no, and so, but he never responded to that one. So I never got to have that coffee. But now I'm in, in that city and there's a network and they don't, and so I don't, I don't get it. I actually brought that up to the network as it's like, hey, is this, is this a culture? And they're yeah. like, no, that's just, that's yeah. just there. And more often than not, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a person, not the majority. Yeah. And so, anyway, that, I, I think my biggest pet peeve is when people speak, people generalize, hey, this is, let me speak for the entire room. And you're yeah. like, and everyone else is like, that's not how we feel. <laughs> uh, I think another pet peeve is when I walk into like churches, like ha- having kids, you know, and I, I have, I have, you know, I'm blessed with, with two, uh, crazy toddlers, the five and the three-year-old. But, you know, my son is, is difficult. But, like, I think my biggest pet peeve is when I take him to a church and I tell the people that I'm checking him in, hey, listen, like, he, he has some triggers. He could, he could easily get upset. You can, you can call us. It's no problem. And the, my biggest pet peeve is when they look at me like, oh, we got this. Just, just <laughs> you're fine. And I'm like, lady, like, first off, you've never seen him before. Two, you're going to be with him for maybe less than an hour, and I have to go home with him. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, um, and so I think when, when people just kind of dismiss, you yeah. know, like, yeah. hey, here's my concern. Um, the, this kid's a gladiator. You better get ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I each like, kid is totally different. So for somebody to act like people that have had kids yeah. that have graduated, they're like, oh, I've had like three kids. I'm like, I don't care. That's all it's the time. not my kid. That's yeah. all the time. You know they're what I mean? They're like, oh my gosh. I've, and I, some, like, I'm going to be 100% honest. Sometimes I walk in, I'm like, you ain't ready. Like, I'll look at them, <laughs> and I'll, I look at my wife, and I'm like, this is a terrible idea. And I remember one time we were visiting a church, and I looked at, I looked at the lady, and I said, you, I, she, had, she had heels on. I said, he, I said, you need to take your shoes off. Like he's gonna, and she's like, what? And he's like, he's gonna run from you. She's like, oh, we'll be fine. No lie, he made it to the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I was preaching. <laughs> so like, I'm, a, in I'm about to walk up on stage, and here he comes running in, and I'm going, uh, uh. <laughs> so what George, this is my sermon. Yeah, well, here we go. This is my the sermon analogy. You know? uh, right on cue, son. You know, like, oh my gosh. And here she comes. Like he's he runs in. 
No, she's nowhere to be found. And here you hear, and I'm like, there's her, there's her heels. You know, here she comes. Look at he clacking. I tried to tell her, and I know my wife sit there just like fuming, and I'm like, oh, just smile because I'm up here on stage yeah. now, babe. So you know, and that's the hard part. That's where we're not very honest in church, yeah. which is part of the whole premise of this podcast is to be more is. I think a lot of those the the people you're describing have good intentions, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to put you at ease. 100%. Oh, your child's safe with 100%. it. 100%. But then we've got to be honest enough to admit, yeah. you're right, we may not be equipped for this. We yeah. may be in big trouble. Maybe we need to shift and show a little fear mm-hmm. off the front yeah. so that we can handle this well, appropriately. And I tell so. like, do do what I do now with like within family ministry when I lead some of our leaders through, you know, it's a conversation. I was like, if you ever have a parent come in and warn you, Listen. Yeah. Like, yeah. just trust me when I tell you. Yeah, they're not looking for the <laughs> passive, yeah. it'll be okay. Like, they want to know you hear them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They, they want to know their kid's not about to bust into the sanctuary. Because yeah. yeah. nobody wants that, right? Because yeah. I was like, whose kid is this? And you're like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, no one wants that. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, that's great. Um, so, one of the, one of the things that, that we ask all our guests that I really, um, oh, it's kind of like my personal question i guess um i'm i'm very ocd about certain things you look at my office not so much but there are ritual schedules things like that that i have to keep Hmm. uh in order to be able to function well now former college athlete athletes are Mm -hmm. notoriously superstitious routine oriented you got any of that in your life any ocds any rituals routines things like that okay so when i was playing ball um my senior year I started like I'm a junior and senior year. I started having this ritual that I would never get dressed in the locker room. Can't explain it. Uh, so, I, so wait, wait, can you? Yes, I would literally. So in a university, you go. You know, when you go to these universities, they're they're large, and so I would literally we'd get there, we'd go in the locker room, and I would and I would literally take my bag full of stuff, put my headphones on, and I would just start walking the campus. And I would just go. I would just find a door that was open, <laughs> or or I would actually smooth talk uh, uh, some janitor to open it. And I would just sit in a bathroom by myself that was like in a that was closed, you know. So I would go find like I just keep pulling on doors. And so, so I don't know if that's breaking you, an entry, but was this you clearing your head? I mean, yeah, it also became like I don't. I, I was like I want my own bathroom because I mean you have like a you know pre pre ritual of, yeah. of using the restroom and you know, most of the time that was yeah. <laughs> It was a private thing. Listen, I, nobody wants to do the pregame. It was a sacred. Food. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I'm yeah, glad you said it. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. They would always, we would always eat like at Ryan's or Golden Corral, yeah. and then that was your pregame like <laughs> pregame meal. And so like you have a lot to unload after yeah. that. And so it's like I wanted to make sure I had my own restroom. And so yeah. I would literally just walk around. And I knew where you were going with and, it. And yeah. no lie, I'm gonna be honest with you. No let's, lie. Let's, let's do when it. I would hit, when I would, when I would have to smooth talk some of these people to open a door for me, I would just let them know where I've just come from. And I'm like, listen, I, I, I can't go do this in the bathroom with. And they're like, we understand. <laughs> we got we've like, all been to Golden. We yeah, we've all been to Golden. Like, did you oh, just <laughs> did you just say Golden Corral, <laughs> sir? Right this way. Did you like? Did they like? We have a special room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have a Golden Corral restroom on staff. We have the presidential suite. <laughs> yeah, I can just picture the security calling ahead, let this man through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna see this big dude walking in. Right? Yeah. So it wasn't. It had nothing to do with being shy and changing clothes. It was no. all about the pregame, the yeah. pregame unload. And then, yeah, and then, and honestly, yeah, we're gonna hang on <laughs> that a little bit. Title of the title yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Right there, pre-game unload. Pre-game unload. <laughs> so I honestly, it, it also became. It, it also after the unload, it was great to, it was great to upload some like you know some some just like 
This is terrible. Uh, man, this has been awesome. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was great to upload some just like, you know, clearing my head. And, yeah, you know, I got yeah. to listen to my music. I, then I didn't have to put headphones in. I would just jam out. But it did happen one time when a janitor came back. He was like, all right, you're done. You got to go back to it. <laughs> you're having, a, like, little, having I, a little too much fun like, in there. I was like, come on, man. I just got, I just got ready. You know? um, but I would always just disappear. And, and like, the coaches never asked. So I just never, I never told. crazy. I'm OCD, so I've never been OCD. Never until I was church planning. Yeah. And then after being a church planner, I'm OCD about everything. Like like lining chairs. Like I'll walk in and be like, mm, that rose off. And then I'll spend the next like 30 minutes to try to get, <laughs> yeah, high five in. Yeah. yeah. So, He's funny because yeah. they're, yeah. doing, they're doing their pre-service walkthrough and run through with the worship team and everything. And I'm going up and down the rows like adjusting half inch off the mark. It's rough with those chairs down there because we have them angled and they'll yeah. try to walk back a little bit. Yeah, because you know they, I mean? they're curved. They're we have curved they're rows. Uh, we and they try thing. and flatten out. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. boys, no, we stay added, in place. We added slanted rows. And I, I, I knew when I when I offered that up, I was like, this is going to be a headache because I'm going to have to... But like our, 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 my lead pastor the same way. He's like, you know, make sure you get a tape measure out for that. And I'm like, <laughs> I, amen. I understand. I already got Dusty my, takes my head a yardstick. I put the I put marks on the floor. Did you? So so yeah. do we? And then and then someone pulled them up, and I was like, come oh. on, man. Like I had spent I had spent all my whole day on this thing, and I had I had one of my interns bring. He's he's been in construction. He brought out his laser. So nice. I, like, nice. I brought Good it the laser. That. Yeah, That's next getting level. ideas now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet Nate's got yeah. a laser. There you yeah, go. Get you a laser, and that, I'm telling you, it will be. You could just shot. You put that thing on while they're doing that. It saves you a bunch of time. <laughs> Hit that laser one time. You just I like it. it. So. I like it. It's good thinking. That's, that's there you go. This is why we right do there. podcasting right here. Just <laughs> for those <laughs> <laughs> this, that, that, that right there was worth the whole. Was worth yeah, the that's it. Yeah, L- lasers um, and poop stories. Yeah, yeah. Pre-game up unloads and laser beams. I like it. Story mine. So you know, being around churches. I'm sure you've gotten, actually, I know, you've gotten criticism, right? Mm, man. And some criticism is supposed to be constructive criticism, and they'll yeah. say it, you know, like they're trying to help you out a little bit. Yeah. And what's, uh, what's one of the best moments that you've gotten some constructive criticism? I mean, the way I read this question is the worst. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's what it's it best for us. It's worse yeah. for you. Dude, the so. worst I ever got, this was actually in teaching. <laughs> After my first year of teaching, if, if, you, ever well, talk teaching, to a, okay. if you ever talk to a teacher, mm-hmm. They'll all tell you. I'm sure. I honestly, I probably would say it's probably the same for youth pastors, because um, I, I really realized teaching in teaching in a public school and yep. being a youth pastor literally run so parallel to one another, like so many ways. Um, and no lie, I would say that probably every first year pastor feels like they're all they're just trying to do is survive, like yeah. just just survive. They're trying to learn everything, how the church flows, the culture, everything. Same thing happened to being a first-year teacher. And I, I got into a school who the principal, like, she fought for me to get me there. I got there. I thought, that, oh, man, that's great. Again, I was the only male. But I also have this personality that's very loud, and she was that person. And I started kind of, I feel like a lot of people started to say, like, hey, be careful. You know, like, you're starting to steal a lot of her thunder. And you're, you're, you're like, and I, and, I, and I wasn't, I felt bad. I was like, okay, you know. And so I'm trying to quiet myself down in certain rooms, but I'm like, people are still like coming to me, like they're asking me questions. I'm like, I'm a first year teacher. This lady has been here for like ten years. Um, Get away from me! And so, <laughs> dude, it, it became a constant berate of just like anything I did was always constantly brought up in staff meeting. Yeah. And and so what happened was I was you have your end of the year. I remember I you always got observed until this day. I still get like hives when someone comes to observe me. Oh, wow. And so, like, because of, because of this offer, this this time, she, she came in. I remember teaching on Christopher Columbus. 
to second graders. <laughs> and I had mentioned in my lesson that Christopher Columbus discovered gold that he brought back, you know, and, and like showed it off and, you know, whatever. She writes in my observation, you taught, in, like she gives me all negative numbers, basically. And she's like, you taught incorrect information that's on state testing. And I'm like, excuse me? And she was like, Christopher Columbus did not discover gold. The Indians did. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, but like, did it was it not discovery for him? And she was like, but that's not what you said. And I'm like, all right. And at that point, you're just like, okay. Yeah. Like that was like that was my first observation. Mm-hmm. And so then it, you have you have two more throughout the year, and you have your annual review. Yeah. And on my annual review, no lie, she sits me down and she's like, I'm just gonna be straight honest with you. Like, I told them not to rehire you. What? <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, like what? You know, um, she's she's like, I'll read it to you, and she read it out loud. What she was turning into the superintendent. Was she getting satisfaction from this? I don't know, uh, but it happened. In, ended up happening another a year later. So I, they, she she goes, I also want you to know that if they do rehire you, it can't be in this building. I put a pink slip in your in your uh, in your box where I'd like you to sign it so that we transfer you schools. Were you shocked? I was floored. I was like, yeah. what in the world? I had just found out. I felt like I had just finished the year. I was fine. I was like, man, I feel like I, I, I accomplished myself. Yeah. yeah. And I was floored. But it was, but honestly, it was what, exactly what I needed because I was, that was elementary. I was teaching kindergarten through, kindergarten through second grade special education. And then I got shifted after my first year into middle school and fell in love with it, which has been my ministry since yeah. like yeah. is middle, middle school and high school yeah. elementary, like, you know, it's youth ministry. Yeah. So it's, literally God orchestrated this, but it came through really, really terrible. Yeah. It wasn't even constructive. It was just criticism. <laughs> um, I'm going to tear you apart, right? Yeah. Now. And so honestly, she, she <laughs> moved me. Honest, yeah, I don't like you. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Two years later, she actually got fired, escorted off from Mrs. by security or by, by police, the police department for bullying staff members. Like, it, ah, like people had finally yeah, started I feel saving shocked. People like, started, yeah, people never saw that sent me, They sent me the, 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 the article. And, and I'm like, They probably okay. talked about Christopher Columbus. Yeah, did you, yeah. Did you feel a little bit of like... Vindic- um, no, honestly, honestly, I felt like, finally felt at ease that I, because I always felt like I was the only one she did it to. Yeah. Right. And so I finally was like, oh my gosh. Like, and then I felt bad that there was like, oh man, I felt like I had took one for the team, but really I wasn't taking anything for the team. Yeah. I was just the one that got, you know, crucified the loudest, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she was like, I guess I was known for that. Shouldn't have so. stole some of that thunder. I know, right? <laughs> I was just like, that's, well, when you're 6'3", you know, 240 and loud, and it's like, you know, <laughs> if somebody doesn't like you, though, I mean, you, you just breathe wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah, really do anything. 100%. Doesn't take much. 100%. Doesn't take much. All right, so um, one, of the, one of the things that I'm always curious about, um, and Heath even alluded to this a little bit earlier, right, but... We always ask for advice, right? Yeah. But you, I think, it's the the question we normally ask is gather all your peers. But you're kind of a odd place in life where you don't have a lot of other networking type guys. Yeah. So then I would say, you know, anybody that wanted to build a network like yeah. Heath, who's yeah. trying to partner, yeah. like, what would be the best advice you could give on helping churches network? I've got. Notes open. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I honestly, I think the first thing, I, first piece of advice I would give is, you need to stay consistent, and you have to, you have to be, you know, it has to be in your close proximity to where you're, you're trying to grow. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times people go, 
hey, let's do this. Let's do this coffee thing. And one person shows up and it's not enough. And you're like, well, I don't want to waste my time for this one person. But what if that one person needs you? Yeah. Um, I've 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 had people say like, I don't need networking. I have a bunch of guys that I already that, that are speaking in my life. And I said that's great. But what about the guys that need you? Yeah. Um, and so like I, you know, I, I I'm like, yeah, you might be getting fed, but what about the people that don't have that privilege? That yeah. don't have a senior leader speaking to their life. What about those people that who don't have a mentor? That, that are a first or second year youth pastor who or or person who's been in the game for 20 years that needs someone else to come in and go like, hey, you're not done and speak into yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what about those people? And I and I, I know after I said that to him, he's like, ugh. Uh, but <laughs> um, I think I would just tell them, like, obviously stay in close proximity to, to the group that you're trying to reach uh, and stay consistent. Like, I mean, I would say, I would say count the cost. If you're not willing to give, like, almost a full year to it, Mm. don't don't do it yeah because like you're gonna have to it's gonna take you a year to it took me six months to just to to break the walls of just one youth pastor that's crazy so i mean you're just like you gotta count the cost in and just going like hey at this time you know monday mornings at eight o'clock i'm gonna meet you know whoever shows up in this room and i'm just gonna constantly send out emails and invites and then whoever sits down i'm just gonna pour into them and let them pour into me and pour in back into them and so yeah, um, yeah. It's so been, it's been interesting because I got an email from Dusty two years ago. Never met him. Had no idea who he was. I was on this big chain of emails, and my first thought was how to get my email. Like I had no idea how <laughs> yeah. how I ended up on this chain. Yeah. Um, and the next thing I know, I'm in a, a middle school classroom at Bixby, and I'm with a whole bunch of strangers, and they're all youth ministers, youth pastor workers, all that kind of stuff. And I meet Dusty, and and I I've watched him evolve at, in this network world. It's been really fun, but you know, just to speak to the other people, to our listeners, you know, who might work in churches or have some sort of influence, you have to be open to it. You know, if I had just read that email and said, eh, I don't really want that. I would have never probably met Dusty or it may have taken me a lot longer and our church wouldn't have benefited from the connections that we have, but our church has benefited so much from meeting other denominations, other churches, and we have a leadership that's open to that, which is very helpful, but it's been so awesome for our youth ministry here at Jinx and for our kids and and our families to get to build bridges over Tulsa, you know, and and that's the name of our group is Bridges Not Barriers, and uh, and that's been awesome for us. It's been really cool. Yeah, yeah. It really does sound like an awesome thing that you guys have got. I wish uh, there was something like that for... Uh, for worship, pastors, I got you. you know. Actually, yeah. I got you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I wish there was something like that twenty years ago when I got into youth ministry. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. uh, good, good on it you was, for doing Yeah, this, very. Yeah. I think that's a cool, yeah. cool thing you do, and and so needed um, all over, but especially in I think areas like Tulsa where. There's a church on every corner, Oof. but they rarely do anything, yeah. even acknowledge the other's existence, let alone yeah. do something cool like the weekend and partner together and, like you said, yeah. all-inclusive well, and, and things I mean, like that. I'll be so. honest with you. I mean, how many times – I mean, there's I've had countless stories of people going like, oh, you're at such and such church? Oh, I'm across the street. How long have you been there? Five years? I've been there for six years. Yeah. How do I not know you? Yep, yep. And then when they're actually at that table sitting across from each other, like they almost feel guilty that they haven't had this conversation. And I and I and if you if that's you and that's been a conversation, like that wasn't intended. My heart was uh, my heart was like you. It was not as scary as you thought it was. Yeah. And and I think that any senior leader like leadership that yeah. hears this, trust me when I tell you, I'm not talking about students. Yeah. Like that's what the, that's my first thing when I had to tell people. Another piece of advice was I'm not talking when I'm talking about getting people together. I'm not talking about students. I'm talking about your staff member. I'm talking about the person that you are either 
either empowering to lead students or even paying to lead students or whatever, how you put it, I'm what I'm doing is trying to give them a free conference every single month where they, they can come in and just go, hey, I can, turn, I can turn all of it off for an hour and a half and I can come back and be refreshed. I had one person flat out tell me, you're not really for the local body. And I said, how? I'm literally, in, I'm, my hope is to increase the longevity. You're not for the local body. <laughs> I'm hoping to increase the longevity of the person that you're sending yeah. to this thing. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Some so. of the dumb stuff. Yeah. I'm church, just going to stop. Church people are just great. Ang- angry yeah. church mad libs. Yes. All right. What is... The best note you've ever gotten. I'm kind of feeling like it's uh, when they said you weren't really. I'm excited, yeah, because yeah. I mean we're getting there already. He's uh, well, he skirted this one so yeah. many times already. I, yeah, so it, it, kind of been note. all around it, dude. Okay, from a volunteer, is that what we're Any, anything? Anything, yeah. um, dude. I think. Oh man, I think the best. Well, I think I think I talked about like the best no was that the guy telling me wasn't wasn't biblical. Yeah, I, I should have looked. <laughs> I should have saved that one. Like this is just not biblical what you're doing. And I'm like. Okay, that's that's interesting. That's very bold statement. Yeah, it's like um, it's, it's the old. He thinks in his head like that's the trump card right there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, if I play not biblical, he's got no comeback. Yeah, it's like Dusty goes into his room and he's like, God, a guy told me I couldn't do it. You said to, but you're Sorry. wrong. So yeah. Uh, anyway, I think besides, I mean, besides that, I think that the the funniest. I mean, I think this the when you talk about volunteers, I think the funniest thing is. You know, when you get people tell me, you know, hey, I don't, I don't really want to come tonight because the bachelor's on. <laughs> or have, like, have they said that? I mean, no, I mean, I just, I was, I say that because it's, it's Tuesday, and I, we watch, I watch the Bachelor on Monday night. <laughs> and uh, my wife loves it, and I just happen to have to like. She's like hooked me now. now with all this drama. Hey, we have a support group that meets on Wednesday. So. Right, good. What time? I'll be there. Um, and so, anyway, I, I mean, I just think it's so funny how the, my like my, my, my frustration is when people like beg to be involved, then you involve them, and then they're like, "Nah, it's too much." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> that doesn't like, work for me. Yeah, Wait, yeah. You want us to help you every week? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really want to volunteer. I just want to get a credit for saying I wanted yeah, to volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Can you sign this paper, please? And yeah. like, I've learned my lesson there. You know, I think that's something else. I, you know, I, I would say advice too is like my my mentor always taught me. He's like, if you can't set up chairs, then you don't deserve a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, that's been my my philosophy too. Is like, you know, I've I've had people come up all the time, like, hey, when can you give me a speaking gig? You know, you know all these churches. I'm like, man, you don't, you don't even serve at a church. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna go stick my neck out for you to go speak somewhere, like yeah. preach the Bible, and you haven't even like served. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I think my biggest, I think my my biggest, I don't have like a, a wow moment of someone saying no, but I think it's like how often I hear just something silly, just like, yeah, yeah. Hey, have you uh, you ever had any youth pastors tell you that they didn't want to come to a a connection meeting? Like, what's it like for coffee and stuff? Well, or like to one of our network meetings, like oh, maybe dude. in Arkansas or Kansas or whatever. But Besides like, that one guy, I, I think that I think that I've had, I've had, I've sat down with people and they don't give me like the direct no. Yeah. But it's like after doing this long enough, you're like, that's a no. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, or like the, the, the churchy no is, let me pray about that. Nah, you know, there like, he is. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, just say no. You know, like, um, and, and so I think Should I've sat with coffee. The, the truth is, is I can't. I can, there's countless times where people will sit down, like, "Oh my gosh, I love what you do." They're like, like I'm like, 
The more that you talk me up, the more I know you're not coming. Mm. <laughs> there seems to be a correlation there. There's a yeah. correlation that I think that 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 the more I hear them, like, oh my gosh, I love this. So glad that you're doing this. Man, I'm so blessed that God sent you this way. I'm like, I will never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> Cle- never clearly, see- we're not ever going to talk again. Yeah, the people that are skeptical that ask no questions are the ones that show up. And then they're like, I'm hooked. Like, yeah. and then they stay. And it, I, think it's, I think it's hilarious. That's I think it's hilarious. You know, we had a, just to kind of pump up the network a little bit, we okay. had a, a new guy come in this last week um, to a meeting. He had only been in Tulsa for a few months. And, and I think he was pretty shocked by how many youth pastors uh, were in one room. Yeah. And, and he, he loved it. I mean, it was so awesome. Yeah. And, it's, and I think that that's the thing. is like I, my first three years at, here at Jinx, I didn't know any other churches. I didn't know any other yeah. ministers. And none of that. And then I meet Dusty and I meet the network. And now I've got friends all over town. You know, I was in Oklahoma City for a conference last week. And I was bumping into youth guys that I knew from the network and network stuff. And there's something really powerful about churches putting the walls down. That's valuable. And getting together. Well, and I'll I'll throw this out just as a defense. uh, Because I know I've been guilty at times in my career of of not networking enough. You know, what you do, Dusty, is so important because part of this is there's a lot of pastors out there that would like to network, but you're so overwhelmed yeah. in just the schedule and the busy and the putting out fires and the dealing with situations. So to have somebody that kind of starts that conversation for you or yep. provides an, an an environment where you can is is tremendous. Because I know yep. I, you know, get here and I've got plans for a great day and then all of a sudden it's, oh, crap, it's 5 o'clock and I'm already late for getting home yeah. to the kids and... Yeah. Had all the good intentions, but could never pull it off. So to have somebody that that begins that process for you, yeah. uh, and is a super full, cool idea. Full defense, and I and to back up your defense to 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 so many is the thing is, is like we all are are busy. You know, like on on a, on a podcast we just got done doing for our, for our ministry, we talked about the ministry over like the ministry overwhelm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I think we all live there. You know yep. what I mean? We all live there because we realize that there's always something next we can do. Yep. And if we're not careful, we'll never reach it because we we never took time yeah. to go to coffee with somebody else who would understand. Yeah. We never took yeah. time to be refilled anywhere else. We just always poured out to people. And then we're like, we never actually got to it. Yeah. Or we never actually realized that, you know what, there's actually someone that's already doing what I wish I was doing, and they're better at it than me. Yeah. And I can go ahead and learn that from them. That, that's, that's something in and of itself. Yeah. You know, having it, not being prideful enough, you know, to say somebody already does this well, yeah, and I'm okay yeah. with learning underneath that person. Yeah, and the next the next thing question you have to ask is like, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you okay with not not going like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not the ten out of ten I thought I was. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's humbling. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So Dusty, our uh, our final question for you today: You've been all over the world, seeing so many incredible people. Been on a lot of streets. Yeah, there's been numerous streets. You, you, you have a car. You've driven it to places. Who is the most famous person that you've come into contact with? Who's the most famous person that you have in your phone? I yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you guys I, I'm texting him right now, and he's just like, "Dude, don't call me. I'm not famous." Um, <laughs> but I, I would say that I'm I'm calling this guy because <laughs> I think I spoiled it because you guys are gonna ask me to call, but. Uh, I'm calling him because I think that he would be goofy enough to answer. Um, but his name, <laughs> we'll take it. I mean, we we'll have take I have it. other people, but I mean, some people on my phone have told me like told me do not tell anybody you have my number, um, and so I can't call them. Um, but uh, no, his name his name is Josh Griffin. He's basically him and Doug Fields basically run 
um, download youth ministry. They put on national national youth workers convention every year. Uh, or they're they're part of that along with Orange, um, and they partner with Orange to put on a great event for for youth pastors. Got to introduce Logan to uh, to Doug Fields while we were there. Yep. Um, also, you also want a ski trip from Josh. Yeah, accidentally met Josh when I won a ski trip at the conference. <laughs> yeah. And you had to split it with the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty cool, weird tandem ski trip. It's now. a pretty yeah. cool story. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. When did you win a ski trip? In November. Did I, I hear about it, this? We'll get into this later. I didn't make a big Let's call him up. Let's call him up. I didn't hear a word about it. Is it volume up? There we go. He's like, I'm, I'm not, not doing answer. it. I'm not doing it. So he said he was in staff meeting. He's like, is it quick? I can st- I'll step out. Hello? Josh. <laughs> hey, what's up? I told you you were, I told, I'm telling all these people and all the listeners listening right now that you're the famous person, the most famous person on my phone. Oh my goodness. I, the most famous person on your phone, you need, you need to get some new friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know you're in staff meeting, so I hope we're not going to get you in trouble. No, I just stepped out. I just stepped out of it. It was okay. I was leading it, too, but you're working. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. They have, I think they have a question for you. All right, Josh. Hey, okay. it's Logan. You might remember me from uh, giving me a free ski trip back in November. I, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's like, I totally don't. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I just have one question for you, and we'll let you get back to it. Um, what is, uh, what's, what's just your craziest youth ministry trip story? You got anything just like really our listeners might get a kick out of? Oh, absolutely. Let's hear uh, it. I was in, I was in Paris on a missions trip and we were doing a sightseeing day and the senior pastor's boys, he had three sons, two of them were in the youth group and they were like, we want to run ahead to the train station. And so they kind of didn't ask permission. They just said that and then ran and <laughs> We got to the train station with a few minutes to spare. We're good. We're about to get on. And they're nowhere to be found. And I'm freaking out because it's the senior pastor's kid. And if I'm honest, the senior pastor and I had a pretty challenging relationship. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to lose his kids. And we're overseas right now. Oh, my goodness. And so we get on the train and we're still missing these two teenage boys. And I'm freaking out. This is a problem. This is a serious problem. And I'm a pretty good youth worker, and in that moment I felt like the world's worst youth worker. And so here, as the train literally starts to pull away, and these two teenage boys, the pastor's sons, come running up the stairs, jump on the train, out of breath, exhausted. We were looking for you, where were we? In the whole bit. And it was the closest call I've ever had. Well... Yeah, to getting fired, to dying, to being assassinated, <laughs> whatever, all of it. <laughs> so where were they? Did they ever admit to where they actually were? No, they, they just kind of got lost in the terminal. It was a giant train station in Paris, like the, the main, whatever that one's called, the, the main train station. And they didn't know exactly what one we were on and where we were going. And I was like, this is why you don't run ahead. You stay with the crew. Like, oh, my goodness, you're dead. Your yeah, dad you're teenagers, you're idiots. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I did what any good youth worker would do in that moment. I swore them to secrecy and bribed them. Yes. And this is the first time that story's ever been told out loud. So there you go. Now 
Nice. Oh, Love it. An exclusive here on the Let's Be Honest podcast. Thanks, we like it. Yeah, you even, dropped, like it. You even dropped their tagline. The tagline is like, it's it's to be honest. Or, let's, yeah, let's, let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest podcast. So like, you were like, let's be honest. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's an honest story for you from uh, my well, we like it. We we appreciate you answering the phone call, and uh, good luck in the rest of your staff meeting. And uh, just be confident going back in, knowing that they've already checked out and aren't going to hear anything else you say uh, the rest of the time. So thanks, man. Uh, but we appreciate you taking time for us today. So oh, anytime. Thanks for the call. And if you need anything, just give everybody my cell phone number. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Got you. I've already tweeted it. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks. That was perfect. Oh, that was good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. I would have been so mad. So mad at those kids. Oh, I'd have killed them. Oh, I would have killed them. They would have been. Uh, but of course it was the of course it was senior pastor yeah, kids. Because they were like, throwing tables and burning stuff down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was like, oh, I, I feel that. Yeah. So yeah. You, you made it through the quite you did. You good. survived. Yeah, you survived the honest aid, yeah. the bonus, the yeah. whole deal. Yeah. So hey, we appreciate you taking time today. I know you're obviously two full-time jobs, you're a busy guy. Wife, kids, the whole bit. By the way, your wife and kids are great. Yeah. Uh, you guys visited here a couple times, yeah. and I know we're supporting Logan and some stuff he was doing. And, yeah. and uh, fantastic family, so we yeah, wish nothing you. but the best for you guys and uh, and your ministry at the crossings and the stuff you're doing with the network. And, yeah, uh, yeah just lots of cool stuff, so we appreciate you taking time and hanging out with us today. Thanks, man. Enough. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Be Honest podcast. Dave, how did you think today's episode went? felt like I was on a spaceship, and uh, I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Uh, it'd be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Well, we were real happy with, um, with what was going on, and uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to be happy. <laughs>